Well, we are back here at the Church Home Parenting Podcast. My name is Damon, and as always, I am joined by my uh, bodacious. <laughs> it was the only adjective that was coming to mind. Like, what are we in in San Diego in 1984? <laughs> but my uh, incredibly brilliant wife, Christine. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I'm so excited. We we're talking about building a family that you want to hang out with and want to be a part of. And I'm it's it was a great conversation. <laughs> As opposed to having a family you don't want to hang out with. Boy, I don't like my kids. <laughs> yeah, the idea that we can we can maybe theoretically and practically uh, build relationships with each other and with our kids that everybody wants to hang out together. Yeah. Because um, the truth of the matter is, is your kids or our kids um, have to hang out with us right now. Like if they don't, they don't get food, they don't get shelter. All right. Yeah. But there's going to come a point where they're old enough where they don't, they're not going to have to. And can we build a family dynamic that's close enough and fun enough uh, that our kids are going to want to hang out with us? We've always joked around like we hope in the future when we're older and our kids are older that they're going to want to go on vacation with us. Yes. That's kind of like one of our lifelong um, litmus tests for success <laughs> is are they going to want to go on vacation with us? Yeah. If you pay for it, they will come. That's what I hear. That is that is <laughs> that is true. And so we have we're going to have a. A great conversation with mm-hmm. Lee and Sharon Rosalind. Um, I grew up with them. They were close, close, close family friends, and I always envied their family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to be in their family, and one of the reasons was was because of the way that they related to each other. And you're going to hear it in the conversation today how big a role fun played in the Rosalind family and how that really created their family culture. Yeah, we hope you enjoy the episode. So great having you guys. Yeah. So great. <laughs> flying in from LA. Yeah, flying yeah. In from yeah we flow in for this. You're podcast. such jet setters. You're all tan. I know it's a podcast, so nobody can see your faces, but you're so tan, like bronzed. That's, Lee, I, I know you use spray tan. That's Manhattan Beach. Oh, <laughs> come on. I thought it was spray tan. I thought you just went in and got yeah. spray tanned every week. <laughs> No, Lee and Sharon Rosalind, uh, two of my absolute favorite people in the world. Uh, we were joking before we started recording. I said you guys helped raise me, but it's actually the truth. It's not not a joke. Um, I think we've known each other for I want to say maybe thirty nine years. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Right around there. Yeah. Because yes. I met Eric in preschool. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So probably right around right around 40 years that mm-hmm. we've known each other and yes. have been great friends. Eric's mm-hmm. my best friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's true. You guys have helped raise me. And so so when we were, were getting ready for this next round of recording podcasts, we were talking about who do you want to have on the Church Home Parenting Podcast? And it was like, oh, Lee and Sharon, hands down. <laughs> um, and so today... What we're talking about is we're talking about how or is it even possible to build a family that wants to hang out with each other? Like, Mm -hmm. is it possible Mm -hmm. to grow relationships and friendships, you know, as parents to kids and with kids with each other um, that love each other and want to hang out with each other when they don't have to? And Christina and I were talking and we were like, who exemplifies this? And I tell you, the two of you 
really more Thank than you. any Thank other you, family <laughs> that you. I've ever met. Uh, you have a family, and you you have raised a family that uh, you guys love being together, mm-hmm. and, and it shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seeing seeing your kids together with each other and with the, with the two of you, and then also your grandkids, um, the Rosalind family, I tell you what, uh, they love each other, and they mm-hmm. love each other mm-hmm. a lot, and it's a hallmark. And it's actually one of the things that Christine and I talked about a lot. Um, there's been families that we have patterned our family after intentionally in different areas. Mm-hmm. And your family was uh, a topic of co- many conversations for us mm-hmm. uh, as we were like preparing to be parents was like, we want, we want our kids to love each other. Like, like Eric and Dana love each other. We mm-hmm. want mm-hmm. our kids to want to hang out with each other. Like Lee and Sharon's kids love hanging out with them. <laughs> and so, so today it's really just having a conversation mm-hmm. about, uh, looking back on your life and looking at your story, you know, what were some of the things that you did intentionally, unintentionally? Uh, what were some of the ways that God led you along the way to uh, have this family that loves each other? So so welcome to the Church Home Parenting Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, maybe just take uh, a few moments and tell us about yourselves and tell us about your family. We have two kids. And we now have five grandchildren. Five grandkids. Both of us are retired. And uh, we share our time now between L.A., Beverly Hills. Oh, hey. Yeah. Come on, Sharon. Sharon, talk about one. that. <laughs> we watch all the Lamborghinis and Bugattis drive up Wilshire. <laughs> nice. And you're like, you got nothing on my minivan. No, nothing on yeah, so we split our time between L.A. and um, here up on the east side mm-hmm. in Washington because we're there to help our granddaughter. Wow. So um, I guess the legacy continues. We still are involved with our family. And, Damon, what you were saying there, you know, there is no formula for anything. Mm. However, there is purposing. Right. I literally, both of us came to the Lord at the same time, hmm. and it was a month before I had my daughter, our hey, first child. just in the nick of time, Just Sharon. in the nick of time. <laughs> we knew nothing, and uh, like we talked earlier, we didn't even know enough to know what we didn't know. Hmm. But in discussing w- what we wanted for our family, we knew two things. Lee wanted to be more involved, more hands-on than his dad was, Mm. and I wanted to have more of a family unit. That's great. I was pretty much in a dysfunctional family, so that much we knew. And what the Lord did, he took those seeds and he began to develop the plan as to... um, how to create that kind of a family that Mm. we wanted. So right from the get-go, everything was about family. That was the most important thing. And, I mean, that's, you know, everybody. That's what everybody wants is is family. But for us, what that eventually ended up being is we did everything as a family. Mm. We we were pretty strong disciplinarians, so we purposed that our family, we were going to have fun. Mm. 
So it wasn't all the no's, but it was all the great yeses. Yeah, yeah. So we purpose to begin to um, develop a lifestyle of fun. So our kids would want to be with us. They would want to do things with us. We developed uh, great friends that weren't in the school district. You know, everyone wasn't in the same district, but just longtime family friends with a variety of ages of kids. And when we would do big functions with them, it was never the kids go off and play and then we go off and do art, the parents, you know, over here visiting. Right. It was we did everything together. Right. We did what all the kids were doing, but then the kids wanted to do everything that we were doing as well because we purposed Hmm. to have fun. Yeah, I think uh, uh, what Sharon was saying, that we did everything as a family. And Mm -hmm. fortunately, we had a group of friends that we all kind of liked to do the same things. Right. And the adults loved to play as much as the kids. Mm -hmm. And and so whatever we did, whether camping at Perigen or doing whatever, uh, we all did it together, skiing down at Sun Valley, so everybody was included. Kids didn't do something, like Sharon said, different from the parents. Because the parents were having as much fun as the kids. Right, right. And uh, like at our house, uh, you probably remember, we had a big wheel track coming down through the trees. Well, I built that so the, so the adults would have as much fun as, as the kids. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, to the rope swing in the garage right, that you right. swang on many oh, times, yeah. you know. and to uh, wiping out the army guys to whatever, you know. So everything was planned to have as much fun for the adults as you could have with the kids. Mm-hmm. And I, I, what's amazing to me is like listening to what the two of you said at the beginning, like thinking about, you know, how involved your dad was, mm-hmm. Lee, when, when you were growing up and sharing, you know, your family dynamic, how the two of you, when you got married and were going to have kids, didn't go, okay, you know what? Here's the 10-year master plan. Mm-hmm. Here's the 20-year master plan, mm-hmm. and we're going to roll this out, and we got this all dialed in. Mm-hmm. You were like, we didn't know what we didn't know. That's mm-hmm. right. And I feel like that's where that's where most of us as parents are at, where mm-hmm. we, we think, oh, gosh, I, I, I want something different, but I don't know how to get there. And you look around and you think that other people know more than you do and mm-hmm. you're the only one. But the reality of it is, is like all of us are blind to the areas mm-hmm. that we can't see. Mm-hmm. And and that's the beauty of the Holy Spirit is that that's he right. helps us. And I think, you know, you guys talk about fun, too. Mm-hmm. Like, because that played such a huge role. And I mm-hmm. know that was a, a big part when you talk about being intentional and purposeful, mm-hmm. um, Sharon, that, like, my forever ingrained in my brain, because <laughs> being over at your guys' house at, a, at like, in kindergarten, yeah. first yeah. grade, yeah. the yeah. fact that you... Because you are a you are a hands-on guy, Lee. Yeah. You love to build things. Yeah. You love to fix things. Your garage was uh, was, <laughs> was mesmerizing the, that was the to play, me. That was the play yard. Full of tools and all this stuff, and it was all organized. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. And 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 yet, in the middle of all of your activities and responsibilities. You decided to install a rope swing in the middle of the garage. (laughs) And it's almost like this picture of how you guys decided to live life. That you decided right in the middle of everything, we are going to intentionally build 
fun. fun. We are yes. going yeah. to build right. apparatus and things and opportunities mm -hmm. um, and experiences that we can do with our kids. Mm -hmm. And in watching how just that intentionality, mm -hmm. having fun with your kids, has helped shape your guys' relationship mm -hmm. dynamic. Hey, babe, do you know what I love? Tell me, what do you love? I love the fact that it rains a lot in Seattle. It's, that's true. It's true. I When I was a kid, I had reverse seasonal affective disorder. I got sad when the sun came out. <laughs> but do you know what else I love? What else do you love? I love all of the amazing video messages that we have available for church kids on Church Home Global. Yeah, they're incredible. They're so fun. They're, they have animations. Mm -hmm. Kids love them. We have over a year's worth of videos on there. You can binge watch it if you oh, want. Oh, the kids could binge watch for months. But they're amazing, and each one is about a specific topic, and watch them with your kids. And then afterwards, have a conversation together about what you learned, but make sure to check them out. When you look at your kids, because both of your children are married now, so Dana is your, your oldest, your daughter, and then Eric is your son, and they're both married, and they both have, have kids of their own. What's it like watching them parent? And do you see some of the things that you did with your kids oh, played yes. out in their lives? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's, what's interesting is, is uh, you know, if a, whatever the uh, initial family grows up, the kids will usually follow that. Mm. And so our kids are an example of that. They, they basically follow our way of life. And now they're raising their kids in that same same manner. Mm. Now, obviously, you do some things a little different depending on situations, but the basic uh, evolution is moving along in that same right. direction. Mm -hmm. Right. The yeah. things that are important, yeah. like um, support, mm -hmm. regardless, mm. being there, supporting, even though um, it might be different than your likes or what you would have wanted, but because you can see the bend in your child. Um, they're there supporting that 100%. They're involved with the fun mm -hmm. of their family. Right. And, uh, and of course, emphasis on Christ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it is very rewarding to watch. And I think we were talking earlier, and I was saying, you know, it's, you can really, the proof is in the pudding. Mm. So we really only did as good a job as the fruit that we produced. Mm -hmm. And that's your kids, you know, how now as they grow up, they have to make their own choices, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> then it's on them. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, this ain't on me. Hey, no, 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 don't no. blame me. We're, <laughs> we're done now. <laughs> They're on their own. <laughs> will you guys, will you talk about this idea of, a parent's relationship with their child that it can, in a lot of ways, you can either be an adversary or you can be an ally. That you could be an adversary with your child and that it's that head-butting, mm -hmm. confrontational, mm -hmm. or you can be an ally. And that doesn't mean you're just going to be friends. Like, you need to be a parent and right. you need to set mm -hmm. boundaries. But as you're setting and upholding boundaries, mm -hmm. as you're disciplining your kids... That idea of no, we're together in this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely, um, there was my daughter was um, a little more difficult to raise than my son. Mm -hmm. She was much more strong-willed, 
Um, but there was many a conversation with her where I, I realized I blew it. I was wrong. And mm. just admitting that to your children. That's that, great. You know, you've never, I've never done this before. And I made a mistake, and I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> her arguments with me would convince me that. <laughs> Dana's well, very convincing. Oh, yeah. And I haven't thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think... In saying that, it's just being being honest with your children. And don't be so stuck in the role that I am the parent, you are the child. Hmm. You know, just a war on authority. Even in raising them, it's a partnership hmm. with, with them. So, um, yeah, I would just say just to, to be honest, but n- not to be intimidated. Right. I, I think I would add the word consistency. Yeah. Uh, in that, uh, like Sharon said, it, it's, it, it is like a partnership, yeah. but you still are the parent. Mm-hmm. And when you set the boundaries, then you have to, you know, set those boundaries and then stick to them. Be, and then once they, a little kid will learn those boundaries quickly. Mm-hmm. And if you set those boundaries and stick to them when they're young, then there's no hassle as they get older because they're used to operating in that, right. in, in that mode. And uh, so that's one thing we were fairly consistent, I mm-hmm. think, on, on our boundaries. Mm-hmm. And we didn't give a lot of chances. Mm. Yeah, correct. After the second one. Yeah, it was we over. pretty much said, this is what <laughs> we... Do and done. Yeah, do and done. This is what we expect. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you how that benefited for us, is that we never got to that point of being angry mm, just so right. frustrated so good, because Sharon. they are not obeying so good it just it takes that out this is what i said yep. now you're making the choice yeah. and um it just it just helps to diffuse the anger wow yeah. at least in us yeah no that is the key <laughs> they might be a little angry but <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no that is that really was the key is is setting the boundaries sticking to them and for us it was like you get one more chance and then then that's it. And uh, because of that, I mean, the Lord taught us that early on. Mm-hmm. Then we don't react out of anger. Mm-hmm. You don't discipline out of anger. And so they don't see the anger then. Mm-hmm. It's strictly, okay, guys, this is the way it is. And that's it. And they learn to live like that. And then, you know, you only have to say it once. Man. That type thing. I tell you what, we could stop the conversation right now. What you what you just said about how you disciplined and how you guys upheld boundaries that is incredible, mm-hmm. um, because it takes it takes the um, it takes the emotion it takes the emotion out. It takes out. The emotion and if there's anything that has been or is a a struggle for me as a dad, it's like oh, I get so frustrated with my kids mm-hmm. and I'm blaming my kids for frustrating me so much. Yeah. When in actuality, it's on me mm-hmm. that I have yeah. allowed myself to get to that point. To get to that point yeah. and to allow my emotions to the RPMs yep. to keep creeping, creeping, creeping because yeah. I keep talking, talking, chances, chances, chances. Yes. Mm-hmm. When in actuality yes. I should have I should have backed up what I was gonna say fifteen minutes ago. Yeah. And now it would have eliminated this entire like yes. uh mm-hmm. Like yes. head to head, yes, massive yes. confrontation. Yes. That, mm-hmm. Boy, I, I tell you what, there's. I'm yeah. telling you, there's parents that are listening right now. I think the light bulb's going off. It's mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm giving my kids too many chances, mm-hmm. and it's not like a, it's not a drop the hammer draconian no. thing. No, no, it actually no. prevents no. that. Yeah, it, it, it prevents like, it. Hey, 
here's here's yeah. where it is. Mm-hmm. Here's what's going to happen. You get one more chance. Mm-hmm. And now it pushes it back on on onto them. To the child's decision. Right. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that part of that was uh, there would always be a consequence. You know, if we told them to do something and they didn't do it, they knew there was going to be a consequence. Right. And then if they didn't do it, we stuck with the consequence mm. and within a, a second they learned that okay, I should do what mom and dad said. Right. You know. And and then that way it eliminated all this hassling. But it also takes a self discipline. Oh it does. To do that. Mm-hmm. Because honestly sometimes it's easier just to let it go, <laughs> let you know, go. you hope it's gonna it just kinda <laughs> roll out on itself. So it also takes a self discipline to to follow through with your word, with what you said. That's so good. And, you know, I always think about what the word says because it says, you know, let your yes be yes and mm-hmm. your no be no. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. just yeah. that that's simple. If, if you do that, everything just mm-hmm. gets taken care of. Don't complicate mm-hmm. it. Don't complicate it. Because it's easy to go, oh, Lee and Sharon, they're so much fun. Like, they did all this fun stuff. Like, well, I just, uh. But you guys, you were a balance. You were mm-hmm. a balance mm-hmm. of boundaries Mm-hmm. Discipline. Here's respon- pushing responsibility back onto your kids and teaching your kids personal responsibility and mm-hmm. self-governing, mm-hmm. and copious amounts of fun. Yeah. Yes, and yes. I think I think some things probably come easier to parents. Like a parent's like, yes. I'm the fun parent, or the other yeah. one's like, I'm I'm not the fun parent. I'm right. I'm the one upholding. You know, I'm I'm guarding the wall around here. Yeah, I'm yeah. gatekeeper. <laughs> right, right. And and one of the things mm-hmm. I so admire and emulate and try to emulate about the way that the two of you parent, and that's a very true statement, is that you were you were intentional about both. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. not gonna let things slide. Right. Like we're gonna mm-hmm. teach our kids how to um, how to be responsible how to be and take responsible. responsibility. Mm-hmm. And Dana and Eric absolutely do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then at the same time, we are just going to we're gonna blow the roof off this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember I remember one one time <laughs> Christine and I were having a conversation about with you guys about um, it was about sleepovers, and we were asking you mm. about what did you guys do about sleepovers, yeah. and we were in the process of deciding, yeah. like, what's our family standard going to be for sure. spending the night over at friends' houses? Right. And I remember, right. well, why don't you share with me what was what was your guys's uh, kind of like family standard when it came to sleepovers? Well, we um, we decided not to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we decided that. Um, they couldn't have sleepovers. Now, again, we had a group of friends, um, you know, an eclectic group of friends with kids that they would stay together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they had the experience, if you will. But for, there are little friends from school. Mm-hmm. If they had a birthday party and sleepovers was the big thing. Uh, we wouldn't let them do it. Mm-hmm. We would let them go to the party. Right. And we would let them participate in all the fun and the activities and all the food. But when it came to the quieting down, going to bed, maybe watching the movie, mm-hmm. they couldn't stay. We mm-hmm. would come and pick them up because it's when the lights go out and when they're left to themselves yeah. that, you know, you just I just couldn't trust all the conversations. Or I can't pick what movie. Right. Right. They're going to watch. And the funny thing is, Dana had a friend, Katie, hmm. and her mom and I, our families were so like-minded, so at least they knew, well, 
I can't do it. I know Katie can't do it either. <laughs> so, you know, they had, but they had this friend, at, well, a little classmate at school that her mom and I, we, we kind of felt sorry for her. You know, we just wanted her, that encouragement. So she had a party. So we finally said, okay, we're going to let them do the sleepover at this party. Well, lo and behold, they show this not really an appropriate movie, and so our girls had to spend the time upstairs with the parents. <laughs> they wouldn't watch the movie. And how amazing is that that they yeah. made that call on their own? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, the one time yeah, yeah. we yeah. give in because we, <laughs> we feel sorry for them to support the girl. Look what happened! <laughs> Look what happened! <laughs> so yeah, to this day, I would, I would stick to that to that rule because I remember when we talked you made a statement that stuck with me and you said yeah we wouldn't we didn't do sleepovers but we would have so much fun mm -hmm. that they wouldn't miss a sleepover no yeah yes. exactly yeah, we'd get pizza rent movies yeah. like yes. just do, do something different thing, and yes. you would you would organize all this amazing stuff on your end yes to give them this mm -hmm. experience and so yes. it's mm -hmm. like yeah we're gonna pull this boundary but at the same time, we are gonna, mm -hmm. yeah. we're gonna have, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna balance that out with yeah. fun. Like New Year's Eve, we started with this group celebrating New Year's Eve when they were little, and we would lie to them. We would tell them it was midnight, and we'd get out the pans and we'd go outside, <laughs> and bang. Why and, is it still light outside? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and put them to bed. But. We just kept up the New Year's Eve party as they got older and older yeah. with quite elaborate plans. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had... Square dancing at the warehouse. Square dancing wow. at the wow. warehouse. We had hockey out hockey in the parking, parking lot. lot. We had yeah. progressive dinners. We had bonfires. We, yeah. had, we had Sun Valley one year. We had... We just did such fun things hmm. that our kids yeah. would maybe once in a while bring a friend to our party. Right. Yeah. They wouldn't go. I think the our last time that we did it, um, one of the kids, he was either a freshman in college or a senior in high school. I'm not sure which it was. I think he was a freshman in college. And they were still choosing to come to our parties <laughs> yeah, yeah. and celebrate because they knew they were going to have fun. We yeah. purposed, and they were mm -hmm. so used to. Well, it's just an extension of everything else. We yeah. all play together, and we all do it together, and we yeah. have a lot more fun because we don't have to plan the food or the <laughs> yeah, you know, any anything. All we have to do is show up and have fun, and so it. It does pay off. It does have benefits. It's incredible. What yeah. we do, we do together. Yeah. Yes. And yep. we are we are going to have as much fun as we can have. Mm -hmm. As we can possibly have. And thinking about how the decision that you made as parents when your kids were little, how that shaped their childhood, yes. shaped your family yes. experience, and now is shaping your guys' relationship with them oh, yes. as they're adults mm -hmm. and your grandkids, grandkids yep. is absolutely amazing. Well, mm -hmm. I adore the two of you for life. Oh, we love and you And I will too, keep Dan. saying that you helped raise me. 
And well, you're I our second am, son. I am <laughs> no. best, best boy, yeah. only boy number yeah. two. Yeah. Baby. There you B-B-A-B. go. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, I love, love the two of you. Thank you so much for just sitting down and having a conversation today. Thanks, and, Damon. And believing Thanks that there's, there's going to be some parents that are listening that, that have picked yeah. up on some things that you said mm-hmm. and that they're going to implement those things, those truths, those nuggets in their own lives mm-hmm. and that they're going to begin to develop and shape the family dynamic in their own home. So I love you so much. Yeah, Thanks, thank Damon. Thanks I think, for having I us. I think one thing that uh, always impressed me was uh, we, if you ask our kids, have you ever had a bad vacation? And they've never had a bad vacation. Wow. <laughs> so, That's saying something. Yeah, yeah. They've never had a bad vacation. Well, we're very proud yeah. of you, Damon. Very proud of you. I sit thank here you. and I watch you yeah. talking, and it's like, oh, my gosh, he could be Eric's clone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, well, we both have the same yeah. parents. Yeah, you both have the same yeah, parents. Right. Yeah, right. You're a little taller. But You're a little, a little taller. taller. Yeah, a little taller. Yeah. It's all good. Well, yeah. thank you. Oh, thank you, Damon. Love you guys. Yeah. Love you guys. I loved that conversation, and I'm really excited because coming up in the next couple of episodes, we're going to do a two-part series about money. Money. Mo money, mo money, mo money. How to get them bills, y'all. No, we're not going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about how money affects uh, our marriages or mm-hmm. our lives as single parents uh, when we are parents. And also, how can we as parents teach our kids uh, healthy ways to relate to money and how to see money and a bunch of really, really helpful tips. It's going to be good. Don't miss it. Dollar bills, y'all.